Welcome to the Young Adult Podcast, where we will be engaging in weekly conversations around the amazing, tough, fun, weird, but extremely important and defining season of your 20s, all while bringing you more of a biblical perspective. Our goal is to dive deeper into conversations that push you, challenge you, and hopefully inspire you to begin to walk in the fullness of who God created you to be, which we believe will make you the most effective for the kingdom of God. Let's jump into this week's episode. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Young Adult Podcast. My name is Connor. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. We are back to releasing on Monday. Pew, 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 pew. <laughs> what? Celebratory air horn for releasing on Monday. Fun times. We're back. We tried a few weeks to release on Friday. Just from feeling it. We're a Monday crew. We're I'm a not. Monday crew. <laughs> what? Just physically days. I'm not, but it's fine. <laughs> we'll get there. <laughs> Guys, we have a good, sad, weird, different podcast for you kind of today. Unfortunately, this is Zach Atwood's last official podcast as a staff member at Young Adults. Uh, womp, womp. Uh, yeah, do the sound. Where is that? The sad one is... No. <laughs> sad one's green. Green bud. Aww. Aww. It's sad, it man. It's scary, it too. And the scary and music was right. Yeah. It is scary. <laughs> yeah, a little spooky. <laughs> Zach doesn't like us anymore. It's fair. No, Zach, I love y'all. What are you going to be doing with your life? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I'm going to be jumping back into the business world. Uh, my parents have a company that they've been building for, gosh, 14 ish or so years. And they're just at a phase where they want to like either grow, expand, figure out what they're doing next. And I, I've just had a lot of prayer time, a lot of thought going into it. And like, I want to. I want to help my my parents help continue to grow their business so that way also in the future I can help future generations from like for my future generations and help them continue to grow and just uh, yeah establish something so that way the legacy can be strong and that way we can impact the kingdom just in a different way so yeah it may not be ministry direct but we all have different ministries that we work and this is just the new one that I'm called to so bam Boo. <laughs> uh, I'll still be around. Boo, we hate you. I'll be. I'll You'll be here. You'll work out of the office still, though, right? Oh yeah. You can work from anywhere. I was gonna say I work you from can home. Share my office, my desk. So with yeah, me. yeah. When when Ralph and I are in a fight, um, <laughs> I'll, I'll Your come. Dog. Yeah, my dog Ralph. When we're in it, when we're in a, a tizzy, I'll <laughs> I'll come hang out over here. Well, Zach, you suck. Honestly, I don't know what else to say. <laughs> ah, it's all right. It's all right. I know I do, but I'm okay with it. But I love you guys. I'm going to miss this. We are. We're going to miss you, man. Um, in honor of Zach's final podcast, what we have decided to do is piggyback off the message that Zach spoke this past Thursday at Young Adults on all the stuff he has learned, primarily under my tutelage. But <laughs> You just wanted to say tutelage. <laughs> yes. Um, primarily, uh, honestly, in his time in young adults and his time working at church and his time pastoring and discipling this age group of 20-somethings, um, he gave this awesome message on everything that he's just kind of learned at his time in YA and so we wanted to kind of dive into a couple of the points that he might not have had uh, the time to elaborate on during his message. Now, his message went long, as it, as it were. <laughs> uh, whatever. But, I'm, a, uh, I'm a chatty Kathy. It's fine. <laughs> but, uh, but no, we, there's, some, there's some nuggets of gold in there, and we wanted to kind of flesh those out. As Zach is leaving his departing wisdom on our mm. young adult community. So, Zach... Give us a glimpse of like sort of your heart for the message, your heart for this podcast, and maybe kick us off with one of the first things you'd like to challenge a young adult with, yeah. um, looking back over your time in YA. Yeah. Well, I think for me, it's just like, yeah, I've been in this ministry for, gosh, about almost eight years now, like either attending, volunteering, lead volunteering, interning, resident, full-time staff. So I've heard a lot of fun stories, heard a lot of not fun stories, walked a lot of people through a lot of different seasons. So I was like, you know, like there's the best way to end this is kind of just to be like, hey, this is just a brain dump of everything that I've had in the past eight years. Um, and hopefully it'll help some people navigate this because your 20s are weird. 
Your twenties yes. are a weird time, like especially like <laughs> in college. Like yeah, it's still weird. You're still navigating like chunks of your life, but you still have like some structure. But then when you're post grad, it's like where am I? Who am I? And what am I doing? Yeah. And so, like, I mean, just somebody who's gone through that season and figured out a lot of things, like, hey, I'm just going to throw up knowledge <laughs> if I can on you. It's <laughs> um, <laughs> so, like, up I, on us. Yeah. <laughs> I'll vomit. <laughs> um, uh, but no, so, like, there were, th- like, kind of, like, three areas that I talked about most, which were community, relationships, and work. Um, so the first one was community. And so I talked about kind of, like, how you need to know your people, how you need to, like, like establish, like, who you are, like, who your group of friends are, how important they are, how what level they speak to you in your life. Um, then talk about, like, making sure that there is a diverse crew of those people, not just, like, in ethnic backgrounds, but, like, in people of thoughts. Like, you need to have different people surrounding yourself. But, like, one of the big points that I talked about was, like, you need to know and you need to learn how to offend like your people. Ooh. Ooh, spicy. Edgy. Offend, mm-hmm. offend your people. Well, <laughs> <laughs> it's scary. Kind of sc- kind of scary. But like cuz it's one of those things where it's like I think as Christians, like it, Proverbs 27:17 says this like as iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens a friend. Mm-hmm. And we are genuinely called to like if we are a church and especially like yeah, we've got like the big corporate worship setting church, but like when we break it down and we're with our group of friends, like we're called to actually like push each other cr- like closer to Christ. And we can't do that unless we actually start offending each other. Cuz I think again, like that's why I even said like you diversify your group of friends because if you diversify your group, you're going to you're going to offend each other. Um but like that forces you like this offense like allows you to be called out in the ways that are ungodly. And so for me, like I I just know like I've had so many amazing friendships and like some people like we're we're bonded through certain things, but some of my favorite friendships or the people who would just like call me out, <laughs> like yeah. who would just like deeply offend me, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> well, that's mean, but okay, like, yeah. and like in, in the initially, you're always just like, I don't want to be friends with that person anymore. Like, how dare they say that about my soul? And you're like, but they're right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like it's offending, but it's also like hugely important for your health, like for your spiritual health. That's good. Yeah, I mean, how would you think? Let's say you're somebody, you're a young adult, you're sitting here and you're like, okay, I don't have any friends that have ever offended me. Yeah. <laughs> like outside of maybe like stupid debates. Yeah. <laughs> but like offended me in a way to make me better. Yeah. Is that a red flag? I, I don't think it's, I, I mean, it's not a red flag, but maybe you need to be the person who goes first in offensive. Start taking your friends you, yeah. off. <laughs> <laughs> maybe you need to be the first person to play to offense, you know? Yeah. Like. Because I do think it is hugely important for you to have somebody and have people in your life that do push you. Yeah. And, of course, it doesn't mean that if they're offending you that they're right. I mean, you might be right totally in your beliefs. But then that opens up the conversation for you both to be vulnerable. But I think, yeah, maybe if you haven't had anyone in your life who is, like, offending you in some way. And, and, and offending in the sense of, like, hey, they're calling you out on something in your life. Yeah. Like, that's what I mean by offense. And so, like, if if you don't have anybody in your life, maybe, yeah, maybe try to start offending your friends. Yeah. <laughs> See we, where it goes. Yeah, at all, we call it uncomfortable community. Yeah. yeah. Like, I think, I think so often we get tied into people who just, we're so surface level sometimes in our relationships that there's no depth there. I mean, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm very guilty of it, of I'm, I'm like introverted. Uh, my job revolves around being around a lot of people. And so when I go home, I love to be like a recluse. Mm-hmm. Aaron and I were actually just talking about this the other day. Like who would I consider um, super close friends? And I actually, I had like a small handful, which maybe that's a good, maybe that's a good thing. Yeah, you know, yeah. maybe you don't need like a hundred of them, but I always feel convicted because I'm like, man, I think I, I think I uh, could do better in the friend department yeah. and opening mm-hmm. up and being inoffensive or, 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 an uncomfortable friend in the sense of calling people to better, mm-hmm. but also allowing people to speak into my life a little bit. How do you think you know when you have the equity to call something out in somebody without ending the relationship? Dang. That's a good question. Mm-hmm. I think, oh gosh, it's hard. Cause I also feel like we come from a generation that is very easily offended. Yeah. So I feel like when we get in relationships with friends that do make us feel uncomfortable, like that uncomfortable community that we love to talk about, we almost feel it as like, oh, this relationship is like unhealthy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. When an opposite, it might actually be really healthy it might be because like the healthiest. <laughs> your friend is calling you out for things. Um, but man, I think, 
I think it goes back to like the there always has to be a level of like truth and grace, which is something that we can preach over and over and over again yeah. <laughs> within the Christian faith. But if there's not like grace that's coming with the truth, like if you haven't oh, yeah. built a relationship that's sort of like has tons of grace in it, you have like equity as we talked about, then like I <laughs> I think I just think of like me and you. Like there's some things that I say to you now that I don't think yeah. I would have ever said to you. Like our first. Oh, heck no. When we first that. met, I would be like, well, it would be also wildly rude. <laughs> no, but it, I mean, that is true. But it's like, the way you and I are able to be like, call each other out yeah, for things yeah. very comfortably. Oh, totally. But but it's also like took... it's built through like seasons of like actually doing life together. Yeah. I think yeah. it is. Yeah. It's one of those things where, yeah, it does take time to build equity. And like um, mutual respect. Yes, hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, I think we live in a we live in a generation of echo chambers. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. literally, look at you know a lot of the people you probably follow on social media, and I mean myself included in this. You follow people, repost people that think and feel the exact same as you. Yeah. On a lot of different things. Yeah. And so I think we've we've narrowed friendship down, and we've narrowed community down. To echo chambers. And now I'm sure, like, don't go find somebody that just truly ticks you off. It's anti-everything that you yeah, believe. Yeah, yeah. But I think it's okay. Like, we get so – we create bubbles for ourselves on our social media, what we watch on, like, Netflix or whatever. Like, our world is so easily customized to ourself yeah. that when somebody steps on our toes, we take it offensively in a negative way. Yeah. Well, and, and I think especially like in the context of like Christian friendships and Christian relationships, like the equity should already kind of be there because you're both pursuing the same thing. Like you guys are yeah. all like pursuing like godliness. You're trying to become more like Christ. And so like that's why you can have some sort of equity built in that. But it comes with seasons. It comes with time. It comes with development. Mm-hmm. But then like, yeah, it is. We're uberly offended too often and we surround ourselves with the people that we don't like disagree with in any way. Yeah. And then that hinders our growth spiritually. Like we're not able to actually become, uh, we will probably at something like, don't get me wrong. Like I'm not saying like you'll never grow if you're not offended, but like there will be a phase where it's like you could grow a lot faster if you had people who offended you spiritually around you, the people who could call you out on like, Hey, is that godly? Hey, do you think that's a healthy pattern of life that you're choosing? But like, yeah, I, hmm. I would also say seek it out. Like, Oh yeah. Who is somebody you respect that yeah. you want speaking into your life? That's a big thing with any intern class. And I've I've especially been challenging this uh, this up-and-coming group of interns. Um, we've been doing a ton of interviews and doing some callbacks and stuff like that. And I've ended almost every single uh, interview with this challenge to, like, live an open life. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, at Red Rocks and especially within the internship, you know, we want to confess our sin, not get caught in it. Yeah. Confession is like a sign of repentance and maturity. Being caught is a sign of immaturity and hiding. And in any any sphere of life, but I'll just speak to the context of ministry and the internship, you cannot lead from a healthy place if you're hiding. Yeah. yeah. Sin has a way of hindering you. Mm. And I don't mean necessarily in a way of like taking God's blessing or anointing away from you because God works through broken people or else he would have nobody to work with. Yeah. But, but I think that like there is this f- level of freedom and authenticity that you can live your life in if you choose to live an open and honest life. And I think for most of us, we like to have a relationship with God, um, but not with other people. Mm. And the Bible sets out this pattern where we confess to God for the forgiveness of sins. We confess to one another for healing. Yeah. And there's a lot of forgiven but unhealed people like mm-hmm. walking around trying to do like ministry and trying to build businesses and trying to be creative and trying to further God's kingdom and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but God's offers both forgiveness and healing. Yeah. And I think when we get uncomfortable in our community, when we see when we search out uh the people that are willing to call us higher. We put into practice that second principle of confession where not only do you confess to God for the forgiveness of your sin, you confess to one another so that you can be healed yeah. and, and actually live and lead and create and work and what play, whatever, from, yeah. from a place of not hiding. Yeah. You know? Oh, 100%. Yeah. So, I mean, seek it out. If you don't have friends um, that are willing to call you out on your stuff, 
<laughs> Seek out people that will, that'll call you to a higher standard. And if yeah. you have friends that are enabling your behavior, like if you know <laughs> yeah. it's bad, like and you're still jumping in. You're yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, we're all doing it. Minimize those, enab- those enablers yeah. and uh, search somebody out who actually cares about you and will call you higher. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's huge. Yeah. That's how I think. And yeah, that's how we build healthy community, community at young adults, like whether like in, within our small groups, within, are like corporate worship areas, but like that is what we're called to do. And we're called to be in community with people. So like build it healthily. Yeah. Be vulnerable, but also be be ready, willing, and able to offend others and get offended yourself. Be offensive. <laughs> yes. Be offensive. <laughs> the next person Always be you on the see, offense. Just offend just, them. Yeah. <laughs> no, all right. So all right, if you want more on that, listen to Zach's message. Shameless plug. Actually, shameless I didn't even plug. shame it. So it was you. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, Go to our YouTube, our Instagram, whatever. <laughs> Red Rocks uh, <laughs> YA follows Zach at Zach Atwood on no, Instagram. No, I don't actually follow me. I'm private. <laughs> I don't like people. <laughs> Just kidding. Love oh, you all. my gosh. All right, next one. So, like, the next th- thing I talked about was, like, our relationships. Because, obviously, young adults, we're all about the love, you know. we all about finding that yeah, boo thing. Yep. There's young adults out there that are like, why do you always talk about relationships? Because we're every so survey we put out, it. you always say. Anytime. <laughs> hey, if you're a young adult and you're listening to this and you're – you're too cool. You're 21 and you think you've got the world figured out and you're like, oh my gosh, all I talk about is relationships. You want to know why? Because nine times out of 10, when we send out a survey, you want to know what 98% of the things we get back on, hey, what should we preach on? What should we talk about more? What should we, dating, relationships, how to find love, how to, so the next time we put out a poll, Say something different. Yeah. <laughs> Trust Give us me. New ideas. Do you want to know how much I love speaking yeah. on relationships? I say it's not, again. It's one of those things. Like especially biblically, there's not like a ton of it. Like there's advice, like wisdom as literature. Far as, like, dating, yeah, yeah, but there's no like structure of like this is how date one should look. This is how yeah. date two should look, and this is how you pursue. Oh, dude! Like, every no. every relationship series, I have like a group of guys come up to me and be like, "Why do you only talk about relationships?" And it's like, because literally, no lie, one time a guy who asked me this question in front of his friends i wanted to pull up our instagram and be like you literally sent in a question about dating don't try to act cool now like you're trying to like play it's almost like you're playing hard to get yeah, it almost yeah, but yeah. like with your own soul and desires yeah <laughs> like who's, so, who's gonna win in this case anyway god whatever. cares about your relationships he truly truly does and like i mean and I, you guys care about your relationships yeah because that's all you ask us about so. and honestly like and that's the thing so like i'm i'm recently new into a relationship and so Ooh, what's her name um her name is becca she is wonderful <laughs> the soundboard is on point oh zachy uh, zachy shout out to becca um but we've been dating we're, we're doing pretty good but i really feel like a lot of my my advice comes from the stories of others <laughs> does she make you feel offended does uh, she offend she you? does yeah oh she <laughs> yeah. calls you out oh she calls me out but i get to call her out too it's fine it's really it's actually quite like it's it's healthy. we haven't Healthy. had like we, we've talked about this, but like we haven't had like a huge like blow up fight. But I think it's because we're also just like, OK, when we actually have like good resolutions when we have had discussions. So I'm like, maybe I'm like waiting for a fight, but I'm like, maybe this is healthy. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like terrified. <laughs> but nonetheless, OK, what it's so yeah, like. <laughs> yeah. So relationships. So I talked about like how like, hey, your life is not a rom com, because I think so many young adults like they are way too influenced by the way that like society portrays romanticism and all the relationships um, and biblically speaking, like there is principles that we should do, which is like working toward like a Hesed type of love an unconditional love that it, it's, it's like a love in action. It's about mercy. It's about compassion for somebody else. And it's like, literally you expect nothing from them in return, but it is an actionable type of love. But one of the big pieces that I did talk about was like how we are called to also like respect each other's boundaries. Cause I think that's one thing that happens way too often and and damages relationships that could be healthy is that it's not only like just the physical realm of boundaries that I think is an issue, but like it is actually like there's even like the emotional side of boundaries. Like everyone is called to go at a different pace in relationships. And honestly, like emotionally, like you're willing to share a certain amount at certain times with certain people. And it's going to take time for those people to gain trust and for the, like to kind of the conversation before about offensiveness, like to gain equity in that person's life. 
And so maybe somebody's not willing to share immediately, but that doesn't mean that you are allowed to push that person's boundary to a point where they feel uncomfortable. Because then it's like, then that's just a toxic relationship where you feel like totally out of control of where you are. Um, And so again, that's like the physical boundary, the emotional boundary, um, like mental boundaries, spiritual boundaries, like all these things that can cause a lot of damage into a relationship. And so, yeah, yeah. Within the context of young adults, your eight years of, of being a pastor to people 18 and 28, what area of boundaries do you feel like are pushed the most in this season of life in relationships? That's a good question. Gosh, I didn't even. I, I think I think there is a huge element of physical boundaries that are pushed. I think that's an odd, like a very easy one to pull at just because I, I think it's, it's obviously very surface level in the set, literally. Um, but like. Physical boundaries are so easy for people to push because, again, I do think it's heavily influenced in the world and the way that they see the world and the way that they see love in action and that kind of actual like there is literally the physical <laughs> of side of it. Like that is how you are going to show love and the world expects you to show love that way. And it's just in our common vocabulary, like every mm-hmm. sitcom, every like we yeah. you can't watch just like a fun Netflix show where it's not talking about like a relationship and like, oh, did you guys hook up last night? Oh, like, oh, you haven't. Oh, weird. So it's like I think the physical boundary is one of the most like easily recognizable. And I think one of the things that young adults do cross first but I do think there is that underlying side of emotional boundaries that people yeah. don't talk about where they're like they feel uncomfortable with sharing certain things or going to a certain level and going deep with somebody too quickly. And I think especially Christian relationships want to like fast forward everything in a relationship. But like the, the best way I heard it was like if you can respect somebody and love somebody, you can go through an emotional like an emotional boundary with somebody or like respect their boundary and just know like, hey. You're reading the same books, but maybe you're just on different chapters right now. And that person will catch up. But like you need to respect the fact that they're on chapter five and you're on chapter seven ready to share everything in your soul. But like they're just at chapter five and they're gonna get there. But you gotta respect them and love them enough yeah. to care for them to get to that phase. Yeah. So I think emotional is huge and like underplayed. For sure. Yeah. I think it's and it's because too, I think physical boundaries are more maybe clearly defined. Yeah. Like within the church, like it's Someone can like blatant. You can sort of blatantly see like, oh, we crossed a physical boundary. But sometimes maybe emotional or spiritual boundaries are sort of more like in the gray, and mm-hmm. you are like maybe harder to define what is like crossing emotional boundaries. Um, which I think it's which is why it's an, really important to define that for yourself and to yeah. define that within a relationship of making sure that those aren't getting crossed yeah. and then, and not finding out like too late. Like after it's like, Ooh, maybe that was like too much. And I wasn't ready for that. And mm-hmm. I wasn't ready to like share that part of myself with yeah. this person or that part of my story. Um, so yeah, I think that's a good point. Like it's, it's important to define them. Well, I think you only, and, and you like find those through the communication that you have with that person. Yeah. And ultimately if like somebody is offended by your lack of ability to push your boundary physically or emotionally, then you probably need to check the relationship and be like, Hey, is this a healthy relationship for me to be in if we're just going at different paces and this person wants to push me in a direction that I'm not comfortable with being pushed? Right. And I think, again, a lot of times like we will compromise on those boundaries in order to just people please that person yeah. to make them feel like, oh, no, like it, it is a me thing. And again, to make them stay. Or, yes. Yeah. And the balancing statement is, too, of course, like, yes, you do need to be pushed still like in a relationship. Like you still like. Boundaries, sometimes we put up such big walls with those boundaries, but they do need guard to come your heart. <laughs> guard, your, <laughs> yes. guard your heart. Guard your soul. Um, but yeah, like I think we are called to like, honestly, like, yeah, we're, we should push some boundaries to make sure that like, we are genuinely trusting of that people. Yeah. But if somebody is pushing you to a point emotionally or physically that you do not feel comfortable with, have that conversation. And if they can't mm-hmm. respect it, bye. Yeah, I think it's okay. If you guys have been dating for five or six years and a girl's like, hey, are we going to get engaged? <laughs> yeah. like, that's an okay <laughs> that's boundary different. to be like, because it's kind of like, I feel like you're not really interested. Yeah. You right. know what I mean? Oh, yeah. But how would you say for for a young adult, how do you, how do you have strong boundaries without being, one, weird, or two, <laughs> like the shell, I, I hate using this as a stereotype, but like the shelled off Christian girl who is like, it's your responsibility to like guard my heart. And if you do one thing I don't like, you're yeah. not guarding my heart. Like Yikes. there's there's like a there's a very fine line of like being a normal person 
and yeah. entering into a relationship and then and then being so guarded with boundaries that nobody can ever talk to you. Yeah. You it's almost it's almost a, a form of like self-absorption like self like you're you're absorbed with yourself you're like idolizing who you are well because nobody's no you've never found anybody good enough yeah for yourself and so you have so many boundaries set in place that that nobody can ever effectively love you and you always pan it out you always like pawn it off on something that they did but really you're looking for something unrealistic sorry that's like a tangent for a different day but how (laughs) do you no i was gonna say um, how do you how do you set up if you're somebody what you just you're good (laughs) well how do you how do you how do you know when you've got healthy boundaries i i get okay let me let me explain let me answer my own question (laughs) answer your question (laughs) i think i think healthy boundaries come from a place of knowing who you are and being self-assured that's what i was gonna say yeah one thing one thing we're ingraining in ezra and i think it's working too well (laughs) is that like we always tell her you know like all the time like people say speak life whatever i don't know how much I believe in like speaking life. I, I just believe in creating her inner narrative. And we always tell her like, Hey, you're strong, you're brave, you're courageous, you're kind. She's working on the kindness. <laughs> like you're, be- time. <laughs> you're beautiful. You don't need anybody. Like that is who you are. Yeah. She's recently been like, no, I mean, like she's, <laughs> she's literally said that. So she's like, she's, she's self-aware, yeah. you know? <laughs> no, but I think like my goal is that when Ezra steps into the real world and I'll do this, we do this with Ari too, but, um, you know, Ezra's just a little older, so she kind of understands what we're saying. I want to create such a narrative within her mind that when somebody's like, you're ugly, she's like, mm-hmm. No, I'm not. You're an idiot. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm beautiful. I'm strong. I'm confident. I'm kind. Like, you know, yeah. like, and I think that a lot of times we don't have boundaries when we're not confident in who we are. Oh, yeah. That's because it's easy to compromise when you feel like you have to give up something for somebody else because you feel inadequate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Boundaries are normally broken when somebody's searching for something they feel like they don't have in somebody else. Yeah. Right. And so if you feel like you're not affirmed sexually in the sense that maybe you lack like like a positive body image or maybe mm-hmm. you you just have never felt comfortable in your own skin and then somebody wants to fool around or cross some lines it it affirms something you don't have inside of yeah. yourself naturally like I don't say this lightly, but like somebody with like dad issues or or mom issues, like you can easily allow boundaries to be crossed because you're seeking an affirmation you didn't have yeah. mm-hmm. like in something else. Oh, yeah. right. I think primarily it's within us. When we see ina- inadequacies within inadequacies, wow, mm-hmm. within ourselves, we then allow boundaries to be broken because we think that they can be fulfilled in somebody else. Yeah. And as somebody that's married, I can say that yes, like Erin does fulfill certain things within me. Like she she is a support. She does help like build up my confidence and my personal like self-validation, but even still as a married person, I am my primary source of like validation, like yeah. myself and God, yeah. like yeah. Own, is is the ninety nine percent inner narrative. Yeah. And I mean, Aaron's loving, Aaron's kind, Aaron builds my confidence, mm-hmm. Aaron speaks life into me, she encourages me. But even in a marriage, when yeah. I look for that in her and I don't possess that within myself, it becomes toxic. It's a yeah. very, it's a codependent thing. Yeah. And so, sorry, I didn't mean to like totally, no, totally yeah, jump yeah, off. Let's I go. Love this. I love that you said too, like you started talking about marriage because I'm sitting here thinking about like, I think sometimes the common perception can be like, oh, you have to have all these boundaries, all these boundaries. And then once you get married, boundaries just go away. And it's, it's just <laughs> like all around. <laughs> but like but for real like it's just like oh go crazy like no boundaries everything's like limitless but like even within marriage like there are there are boundaries there's physical boundaries there's emotional boundaries there's spiritual boundaries even a lot of the time or some of the time but and i think it's like it's beautiful like boundaries are actually beautiful like boundaries make up like a healthy relationship they change yeah like they change as the relationship goes on um, as marriage goes on, when you have kids, boundaries like change. Yeah. But I think, yeah, it's like boundaries will always play a role in yeah. your relationships. It's not just like right now in this season of being a young adult and dating. Yeah. Well, I feel like also with boundaries, like, yeah, you say like marriage changes boundaries. Like there are certain mm-hmm. boundaries that disappear, but there's new ones that appear. Yeah. yeah like don't I, call me past eight o'clock or I will not answer. <laughs> Because I'm probably asleep. <laughs> but like those are literal, yeah. but there are new boundaries that are arising. And so it's like, it, this is a practice that you need to 
to know and carry out from dating yes. to engaged to married to beyond because like boundaries are still going to be things that either you didn't know that were there things that you didn't think were a boundary for you and if you don't have the ability to now while you're dating do self introspection and figure out why do you have this boundary how do we cross this boundary do we need to cross this boundary yeah then you're yeah you're going to cause more damage in your relationships long term so yeah respect boundaries as young adults respect Good. boundaries and and form positive inner narratives that yeah. allow you 100%. to stick to your boundaries. Yes. Yeah. Don't healthy ones. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't compromise your boundaries because you're looking for something in somebody else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And also, real quick, I want to revisit. We didn't shout out to Becca. Yeah, Becca. Hey, Becca. Becca. She's freaking awesome. She is. And Becca's I'm very the blessed. Best. Yeah. Zach, yeah. you you done good, kid. Thanks. Nice. You done good. Thanks. Yeah. What is the baseball? I don't know. Bat at a hundred? Is that what they say? <laughs> I don't know baseball. Yeah, I think it's a thousand. I think it's a thousand. I don't, I think I never thousand. Baseball. I don't know you guys. We, we sound so sportsy right now. So sorry. Trying to relate to the guys. Sports. Milana. Milana. <laughs> you batted a hundred. <laughs> That's actually really bad, but it's fine. Hey, Becca, I didn't mean that. I meant a thousand. No. You're incredible. She's I don't even awesome. know if Becca listens to this, but if she, oh, she does. does. She does. Becca, shout out to you. Zach, don't mess it up. <laughs> <laughs> no pressure. It's fine. Uh, okay. All right. Moving on yeah. from relationships, our final. Oh, I'm red in the face. Final one. Right. We talked about community. Relationships. Find uncomfortable community. Offen- yep. Find people that will offend you in the right way. Relationships. Respect boundaries. Have some self confidence. Create inner narrative and dialogue. Don't compromise. And then Zach, what's your final? My movement nugget. <laughs> uh, movement. The the final movement that we discussed was work. All right. So work, 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 work. Okay. So like work life, work life balance, all that jazz. Talking about like literally like actually finding the rhythm of rest and of work and then also not confusing your call with your vocation because your call is your ministry that's put in front of you. You use your gifts, your talents, your passions to pursue that. But the other thing that we talked about was how we're called to we're called to be creators. We're called not like so create, don't critique. Create, don't critique. Mm -hmm. And it's just one of those things that it's easy. It's so easy for us to become super critical of wherever we're working, critical of our bosses, critical of our coworkers. I am very much a victim to this. I know that I'm a critic. I am a critical person and I can guise it under the mask of like, but you're just trying to make things better. You're an equally creative person. I was going to say, I will balance it because I know who I am because I'm self assured (laughs) based off of my (laughs) boundaries. My inner narrative is positive. I know that I'm a creator. Like, I'm really good at creating things. And, like, honestly, biblically, this is something that we're called to practice too. Like, our God is a God of creation. God, like, he doesn't even like biblically like it's not like this hypercritical God that we serve, that we love, that we are co- like that we are sons and daughters of. He never came to be critical. Like if anything, we were critical of him. Like Old Testament, we'd be like judges. Like we want judges because we don't think your system's good enough. We want kings because we don't think that system's good enough. Like we'd go <laughs> through all of this. We'd be so critical of God and he would provide and create and provide and create. And then ultimately he came down not to critique again, but to create the bridge of the relationship between us and him. And so I think – like obviously all like biblically like that is proven that like our God is a creator and so we're called to emulate that and even like we can see like <laughs> like he's honestly a phenomenal creator even in the way that he made the world like he made heavens earth he made plants plants are really cool <laughs> like oh we know you yeah think so. Zach has seven hundred and eighty <laughs> your house plants is a house. I have forty eight plants or an atrium it's not it's fine I have really great oxygen. Okay. Don't oh hate. Don't hate the player. Hate the game. Um, but like, okay. Also, fun fact. And you know how cool God is. Okay. Do you know a palm tree is actually in closer relation to a blade of grass than an actual tree? Huh. Did not know that. Yeah. Didn't now you do. Either. Hmm. Because the way the structures, like God's neat. And so I think like we are called to create and not to critique. And I think it's so. Again, it's so easy for us in any of our workplaces to to be so like super hypercritical of everything that's around us. And I think that causes such a negative mindset like for all of our young adults. And I think it's because, again, the grass is always going to be greener on the other side. We're always going to assume something's different, something's better. And so we get into this headspace where we become negative. We become negative. We think it's like a silly place to work. And then we can't end things there well. We can't work there mm-hmm. well. We become bitter. And then when either you're so depressed at your job because you're so critical of it, you get fired and you're like, I knew it. It's because I'm too good for that place. Well, no, it's probably because you were really depressed because you were angry about everything. It's because All they the like time. this person more than me. And it's so unfair. Yeah. And it's like, no, it's probably because like, I don't hey, know what that voice is. Uh, it's a good voice. In my mind, it's like a whiny boy, but it comes off as like 
a California girl. No, it, it's it's a nineteen. It's like an early two thousands emo boy with the hair over his bangs <laughs> over one eye. That is who I am hearing, <laughs> and I'm seeing in the studio right now. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like I I I don't know if you guys want to like talk about that, but I think like creation is so much more important, and so it, it honestly brings us closer to God in such a amazing way versus critic being come critical like distances us from God because he's like, hey, no, like there's such a positive upside that we can do to make things better. Yeah. yeah. Mark Batterson is one of my first ever pastors that I like really started listening to and reading and kind of like studying his church and stuff. And one of their staff mottos, at least back in the day, was uh, critique by creating. Mm. Um, if you yeah. think something can be done better, do it better. Create Love something that. better. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think we, I mean... Maybe I'm sounding like the old man on the front porch, like <laughs> I'll join you in my rocking chair, you know, like, but man, open up social media for a minute. I mean, people can't even agree on how to like grieve like national tragedies and stuff. Like there's just so much yeah. like there's so much like critique to even the way people are trying to like express like emotion and yeah. like yeah. and reach out. And it's so narcissistic and so virtue signaling and so disgusting but like, I think like we have a generation that's been platformed to like our whining has been platformed oh, yeah. and yeah. we see that as brave and heroic. Right. But like some of the loudest voices on social have created nothing with their life. Oh, yeah. yeah. But they've just, they've, they've created, if the only thing they've created is a life by being cynical and, yeah. and, and critical. Right. And, and you have to live in the life you create. Mm -hmm. right. And so if you create a life by being cynical and, and critiquing, like that will follow you. That, yeah. is, that is the life you have built. And so in everything you do, there will be cynicism. There will be a critical spirit. There will be yeah. negativity. Um, yeah, and it's just it's so sad. And so I'm not saying that we can't offer our thoughts or opinions. I mean, there are nights where I've... You're not called to be passive. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, I feel a little froggy sometimes on the gram, and I'll throw out some, <laughs> some thoughts. A little spicy. A little I might, spicy I might add some... No, I don't add people, but I was close. <laughs> but in your head, you do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I'm just like... But I'm like, like, man, the easy thing to do is to critique on, on a social platform. Right. The hard thing to do is invest your life in creating. Oh, yeah. And more and more... We have people, and and let me speak. Just as this is my world, in church specifically, <laughs> oh yeah, where we have people who like are tearing apart the Bible or tearing apart the way we do ministry or or whatever. There, everybody's got like a problem. And if I'm being honest, I just don't care. Like yeah. I I don't care about their voices because the voices that I care about are truly people who are creating something better, even if it's something I disagree with. Yeah. If you're at least investing your life into creating something that you think is right, yeah. I can at least respect that over somebody who just sits back and whines and critiques but has nothing in their life to back up the critiques that they're throwing out there. Yeah. And so even if I see polar opposite of somebody, I can at least respect them on some level of ground that they're at least not just whining and complaining, but they're creating the future that they believe is best. Oh yeah, for the world. Oh, it's completely. Yeah, it's respectable because it's like, hey, yeah, we obviously very much disagree, but you're putting your hands to something that you truly, actually believe in, and you're trying to make it a better place. Like, I, yeah. I will have no disrespect for that person. Yeah, we think it's a completely different way to go about it, but yeah, there is there is a level of respect of like, hey, yeah, you can you can talk about it all day long, but what are you actually doing? To carry it out. Yeah. yeah. Let me and do a dad quote here, Ooh, like yes. a dad, dad joke, quote. but a dad quote. Mm. Put the thumbs down. Put your hands to work. Mm. Is there a but? Is there like a badumch anywhere? There is, it's but that's the not, that's not that wasn't a badumch moment. Oh. It was kind of corny. No, but it's like if I thought that was motivational. Just looks at Zach. No, I love what you said about how um, you mentioned it for a second. It's just easier to critique mm -hmm. than it is to like put your hands to work, as you said in your dad joke. Um, and like actually dad wisdom. <laughs> dad wisdom. So sorry. Um, it's so much easier to sit back and just critique what everybody else around you is doing rather than actually putting your hands to something and create something. But w there's only one option that will actually like produce yeah. anything will produce fruit in your life or produce anything worthwhile. And the more you sit and critique and 
just talk about what everybody else is doing, the more and more you're like harboring bitterness, yeah. which leads to like a heart of stone. And like oh, scripture yeah. tells us that like the Lord like wants to remove a heart of stone and replace it with a heart of flesh. And that comes from like like putting down your criticism and like actually creating something yeah. and speaking life and doing something and putting something back out into creation versus just like taking from Amen. it. Okay, let's go. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, that's amazing. And it's true. Cause yeah, that is one of those things. Yeah. We can easily walk away and like criticism builds the heart of stone and mm-hmm. yeah, creation. Gosh, turn Milana. <laughs> okay, Zach. No, we got like if I to Milana is um Milani Milana is That was good. No, no, love it. Yeah. So create, don't critique. It's good, Zach. Yeah, if you're gonna put a thought out there, if you're gonna, if you're going to challenge something, be building something better. Yeah, that's um, good. Be active. Create something beautiful. Don't just critique things that other people are creating. So even if you don't like it, even if you hate it. They're at least trying to build something they see and value in their life. Mm-hmm. And it's just, I don't know. Again, maybe this is a debt. It's just not cool. It's not <laughs> yeah. like we do it. We, you we, ain't cool. cool. <laughs> we, we critique don't from a, a place bully. where it feels like we're morally superior, but it yeah. actually just makes you n- not look intelligent. Yeah. It, it like, it honestly, you, you're hiding behind a critique that actually exposes your laziness. Yeah. When I read uh, things, when I read things on Instagram, where people are like, you know, like, oh, d- prayer. Why don't you actually do something with it? It's like you're lazy. Like no. you think this is noble, but it's not. Well, it's also right. like the counterpoint is, okay, what are you doing? Right. Like, and I do believe that prayer can change. Yeah, absolutely. Like, everything with faith and, and mustard you can, seed. You can do something without critiquing what other people are doing. Yeah, and you can also like not announce <laughs> yes. things. Yes. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, if something bothers you. You can actually just scroll Keep past it, to it. Yourself, not, not yeah. or unfollow it. <laughs> or like, you know what I mean? So I don't know. I think, I think this is so important and I don't mm. mean to sound cynical or salty here, but the one thing I see in my generation and younger people is, man, we have a thousand opinions for everything and very few creative efforts in our life to back up our opinions. Yeah. yeah. And, and to me, that opinion weighs it, it, it it's a it's a leaf blown in the wind. Yeah. Don't care about it yeah. at all. Well, it doesn't matter. And here's the thing too: is like it, going back almost to, again, like our world right now is like the church world, and we experience like a lot of like criticism from people who don't attend, people who do attend, and all the criticism we can do. And it's like as a church, like as a staff, especially, like I think we would be more than receptive. Like if you say like, hey. I don't think we're doing this, this, and this right, but here's what I think we can do to improve these things, and here's how I think I can help or how we can do X, Y, Z. Or build it yourself. Yeah, and we would love to like hear you, support you, figure out if this is something that actually is beneficial for us all or at least partner with you to see like how can we make this a better thing for everybody. Like I don't think we're offended by – like we know that we're not like ultimate creators and we have every answer. Gosh, right. no. Like well, that's why we love like talking to people, hearing their stories and seeing how we can help. So like if you had like so much criticism built up and you didn't have a plan, like I'm sorry, but we're not going to listen. But yeah, if you come to us with like something and a thought and a notion and a way to do things, like we'd love to hear you out and say, yay, nay, maybe this is good for us. Maybe it's not. But I just think, yeah, there's so much more, so much more that can be done in the kingdom if we are actually creating things and trying to solve solutions than if we're just critical and bashing on one another for the sake of bashing on one another. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'll end this thought with this. I think you can also create from a place of bitterness, Mm. which will never work. Yeah. Like Mm -hmm. this is such a tale as old as time. Again, sorry for those of you who are like in the business world or whatever. This is just my life, my frame of reference. But like in churches, so many people leave to start churches from a place of like anger or bitterness mm-hmm. and rarely are they ever successful yeah. because God creates things that are good. Yeah. He doesn't mm-hmm. create out of like vengeance or spite. God yeah. creates beauty. And so if you do have a critique, don't create from a place of anger or frustration. I mean, m- maybe that can be a place. Let that, let that challenge you to create something beautiful from yeah. a place of love yeah. and inspiration. That's good. Um, not from a place of we'll all show them. Yeah. Right. Because anytime you create something out of bitterness, the foundation of what you're using to build is is evil. It's wrong. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So create out of love, create out of joy, create out of vision, create out of faith, mm-hmm. create something better that's not here, create something better that works works better than what's here out of the vision and faith that you have. 
because then you're using the tools that God uses to create. Yeah, you're not you're not creating out of bitterness. It's okay for something you see to to rub you the wrong yeah. way. It's, it's it, called like it's meant to burden you in a sense where you're yeah, like, I yeah. want to change this. And there are some criticisms that are valid, but we just don't be don't be that mouthpiece on social media. Like be building something yeah. with your life and create your life from a place of beauty and change and, and inspiration, not from a place of bitterness. Because even right now, and like the whole deconstruction movement and everything, so people have built lives and platforms off of bitterness mm. and not off of vision. Yeah, and it's so hard to respect that, and it's so hard to get to get behind any of that because none of this is coming from a place of like authenticity and beauty. Mm. It's yeah. coming from a place of, of frustration and anger. And, and again, frustration, anger, criticism all have a healthy place within the range of human emotion. But I think the most effective and most most impactful things yeah. in the world are created from a place of love and yeah. beauty and inspiration. Yeah. That's good. So that was, sorry, my last little thought on create, don't critique. Amen. That was good. Yeah. Zach. Balancing statement. Zach, your final young adult podcast. Boo. It's sad. We're never going to talk to you again after this. <laughs> Say, we can't hey, be friends anymore. That's okay. I we get can't. it. No. <laughs> no, it's sad. What, what, uh, I mean, I know we just kind of recapped your message <laughs> on all this stuff. Man, if you had from the heart a final thought to young adults listening to this podcast. Now, again, this might not be Zach's final, final podcast, but it's his final so podcast. I wouldn't, I wouldn't hate being a, a guest speaker, you know. Yeah. <laughs> We'll do like, you know, our check-ins with Zach every once yeah. in a while. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see my emotional stability. <laughs> Man, for all the people listening, our 10 listeners out there. Um, no, what I mean, if you could just share from your heart, you've 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 dug, you've done the hard work of digging a wellspring of wisdom. You've lived out what you believe. You've put in the work when nobody's seen it. Um, you've been a faithful steward, a faithful shepherd. Um, you've poured your life out for this group of people. What do you got to say to them <laughs> before you? A lot of crying. <laughs> before you, I'm not crying. You're, you're crying. crying. I'm, no, that's, we're all crying. Um, <laughs> gosh, um, love God, love people. I mean, God is good, and every season when it's difficult, when it's wild, when it's weird, and you have no idea what's happening, just trust, trust Him, trust the process, trust what He's doing. You can be mad at him. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. There's seasons where I was wildly mad and frustrated when I felt distant and everything. But, like, your 20s are the season where you get to navigate your faith. And that's why I've loved this ministry for so many years because it's where I found my faith and I owned it for the first time in my life. And so you'll get to own your faith, but keep just – keep in the faith. <laughs> like, keep finding it. Keep pursuing it. Keep trusting him. Um because not all things are going to be great. Like you're not going to have the best life just because you believe in him. But gosh, you're going to have a better one in your soul. Um, you'll experience love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, faithfulness, self-control beyond you've ever known. Um, yeah, that's all. A lot of stuff. Our studio audience loved that. Thanks, studio audience. <laughs> love you too. Well, guys, thank you so much for listening to the Young Adult Podcast. Let's send Zach off the right way. Zach, what's your Venmo? That's <laughs> <laughs> Zach Atwood. What? Yeah. <laughs> if I get anybody, I'm going to be so happy, but also so terribly guilt-ridden. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you won't work in a church anymore. So. <laughs> Is that okay? Does that make it okay? Yeah, a little bit, I guess, maybe. Uh, Let's well, send Zach money. Zach hey. Atwood. I'm no, I'm kidding. You'll see maybe, his pick. kind of. Yeah. <laughs> well, Zach, hey, for all the listeners who you have spoken life into, impacted, challenged, and changed, where can they follow your journey um, and your business? Also, uh, talk about your business. You're, you're working for your parents. They do like medical gloves. Yep. But Zach is a man of many entrepreneurial endeavors. Yeah. What's like your primary like little love love uh, business you got going on right now? <laughs> the, you mean passion the, project. The Good Goods? Yes. Tell the people good about goods. Good Goods. Can Good Goods sponsor this podcast? If For a journal to each of you. <laughs> uh, well, okay, whatever the Venmo dollars are that I get, that'll be the sponsor. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, so Good Goods is one of the company that I started a couple years actually ago, um, and it is a sermon journal that helps you take notes in church. So it's like structured to help you kind of at least like follow along in a message, follow along um, so that way you can actually like start to apply these messages to your life because I think one of the things I found frustrating 
was I would take a bunch of notes and I'd be like, what did I just learn? I want to make sure that I'm actually applying this to my life. So I built these journals. Um, and then you can follow. Let me make sure I have the right Instagram handle because now I'm now I'm panicking. Yeah, follow along Zach's journey of business. Um, <laughs> so let me just hop on the gram, which I don't have downloaded, so I have to go to the web browser. Hey, and if you or, okay, well, goodgoodsco.com is the website. Okay, and then the Instagram handle is at the good goods co. The good goods co. And where can yeah. people follow you? At Zach Atwood, but I am private. If you get a bunch of requests, will you accept them? Fine. Fine. <laughs> or oh, I'll accept whoever gives me Venmo. <laughs> See, I'm working the system already. No, I'll follow all y'all. Love you. All you guys right. are awesome listeners. I've had a blast doing this. Probably get to come back some days. Say hey. We'll have our check-ins with Zach. Yeah. We'll have our check-ins with Zach for sure. So, well, guys, thank you so much for listening to this week's podcast. Hey, be sure to share it. Uh, if there's somebody in your life where you feel like can benefit this uh, from this, this is something that we actually, for a while, we're really kind of up in the air about, but we have really gotten behind. We've had, I even feel weird saying this, we have thousands of listeners um, from all across the country, all across the world, randomly, like shout out to our five listeners in Spain. Again, <laughs> if you're ever looking- more now. Oh, really? Yeah. If you're ever looking for a live event and you want to host us and pay for our flights and food and hotels (laughs) and everything, we will gladly come to Spain to do a live podcast event. (laughs) Um, No, but all jokes aside, I love this platform. I love the ability to just have more honest, candid conversations. Um, We're hoping that this is helpful to you, helping you just navigate life. So if you find it valuable, rate us on Apple and Spotify, only if it's a five. Whoever gave us a one, uh, you're dead to us. We'll talk later. So we know where you live. Not really. (laughs) Um, But uh, no, but share with your friends and uh, be sure to follow us, uh, especially if you live in the Denver area. Uh, Come to Young Adults on a Thursday. Come, invite some friends, be a part of the community, be a part of an uncomfortable community pursuing Jesus together. Uh, where can you follow us on social? At Red Rocks YA. And what's our website? RedRocksYA.com. I got to remember this. I've been doing this for It's very long. simple. Very simple. It's literally our name. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, hey, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, we will see you in two weeks. Uh, every other week we drop a podcast. So, yeah. From Connor, Milana, and... <sighs> for the last time. For the last time... Zach Anderson at one. Okay. Bye. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) I was wondering what that pregnant pause was all about. Can we like legally do this? I don't know. (laughs) Keep it in. Let's see if we get flags. Without you, my friend. And I'll tell you. <laughs> it's like the saddest oh, thing. If this so is the first podcast anybody listens to this, they're going to be like, I've never come in. These yeah. are the weirdest people in the world. Maybe on Thursdays? Okay, cool. I'm blocking my calendar. <laughs> never showing up. All right. Why? Peace out. <laughs>